0: Good morning today we celebrate the feast of epiphany and epiphany meaning it's a god revealing himself it's a god showing himself to us and today when we talk about the epiphany it's the first epiphany of the gentiles it's to the gentiles you know when christ came for christmas he revealed himself to the jews and it was the shepherds the jewish shepherds that, that came now today he reveals himself to the world It's also epiphany, of course, where you get the tradition of giving gifts at Christmas time. That's an epiphany tradition that was pushed back onto Christmas. And again, today's when we celebrate epiphany, but epiphany really isn't to the sixth because we still have how many days of Christmas? How many are there? Twelve. So don't you take your stuff down today or you're going to have a problem. You have 12 days of Christmas to the sixth. Keep it up or you become... And unless, of course, you didn't put it up way before Christmas. And if you're one of those ones like put it up, I put up a Thanksgiving, Father. Well, that wasn't Christmas yet. So you don't take it down to after Christmas. Why does Father get off on these little things? I don't know. But let's go back. We'll come back to the revelation of Gentiles. But let's open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 2. And like my Bible calls them the astrologers. Some Bibles call them kings. It all depends on... They were wealthy people from the East. You know, some people call them astrologers because they were looking at the stars. It doesn't matter. We traditionally have had them, I think, as three kings. But it doesn't really matter. Astrologers, kings, magi, people from the East came and were seeking after Christ. You still see those T-shirts that say, Wise men still seek him. And that's a true statement. It's someone who has wisdom, they can see the wisdom of one of the gifts of the Spirit. They can come to know the gift of God, the revelation of God. And so the first thing we did, we already talked about this in the beginning. If you go to chapter 2 of Matthew, verse 11, and on entering a the house, they found the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and they did him homage. The first thing we need to do as we come before God always is to give God glory and homage and adoration. Now that's real important because most people, especially Catholics, nobody here I know, but Catholics usually come and they got a gimme, gimme, gimme state before God, right? Oh Lord, please bless me. Oh Lord, please bless my family. Oh Lord, please take care of this. Oh Lord, please let me make lots of money. Oh, Lord, please let me do well here. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, gimme, 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 gimme. But that's not what these astrologers did or the kings. They didn't come to say, gimme, gimme, gimme. They came to offer gifts and to give him homage. And they prostrated themselves, means they got down on their faces and they worshiped God. Now, again, one of the things about us is that we come to worship God. You know, in dealing with uh, prepsters now for the last five years, and I'm always asking, you know, about 40% of my kids at prep don't go to church on Sunday. And it isn't because their spiritual director or their campus minister doesn't get on their case. I always threaten them with bodily harm, and then I always threaten them with eternal damnation. Missing one mass on Sunday is still a mortal sin. But... When I ask him why haven't you been going to church? You know what I get more than anything else? Because I don't get anything out of it. It's boring. You know, Father, come on, I only get one day to sleep in. It's Sunday. So why should I go and do that? Well, you see, somewhere in our society, we think that God got to give me. And if I go to church and I don't get anything out of it, then I don't have to go to church. That's why most Catholics always go to church. They might be the biggest pagans in the world, huh? But they'll usually go to church on Ash Wednesday. Why? Because they get something. I get some ashes, huh? So if I'm going to get something, I always say these people just go to get some ashes. Come to see me in the morning. I'll put some ashes all over you if that's what you want. If that's the only reason, okay, what can I get from God? But see, the astrologers and the Epiphany and the wise men show us that when we come before God, we come before God to give back, to give to him. And the first thing we give to him is adoration. Now again, adoration doesn't matter what you and I get from God, does it? It doesn't matter if you've had a great day or if you've had a great year. Adoration is about God. It's just God saying, God, you're great. You're holy. You're wonderful. You're glorious. It's what we're going to be doing forever, huh? And begins now on earth when we start doing that. But again, like if I say, if you're just going to go and you're never going to enter into heaven, if you think God's just going to keep giving me, if that's the way you're going to stand before God, God, gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give we got it all mixed up. When you come to Mass today, did you come here just to worship God? To worship Him. Again, in talking with older people, again, nobody here, they'll say, oh, Father, I go to St. So-and-so's. Well, why? Oh, on Sunday, Father, Mass is over within 25 minutes. Woo! And they says, that's why I'd never go to your Mass, Father. Don't your Mass last an hour and a half? Oh, yeah. Oh, never. You'd never catch me there, Father. Oh, so let me get in and get out. Let's not talk about worshiping the Lord. Let's not talk about praising God. God, listen, you do everything for me, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but if you think I'm going to give you more than 25 minutes on a Sunday, and you should be very happy, God, I give you 25 minutes. Look at me, look what I did for you. I gave you 25 minutes out of my busy life. The rest of them, I'm sitting there drinking, watching TV, and smoking, and doing all this other kind of stuff, but you should be happy I give you my 25 minutes. So the first thing we got to do is we come before God today is say, why am I here I am here to give back to God for all that he has done for me. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there isn't a second that God doesn't give you or you wouldn't be breathing. For you just to breathe is God's gift to you. For you to be loved every moment of every second. If God was to stop loving you for a moment, you would cease to exist. Our time on Sunday especially is the time to give back to God. If you come to Mass and it's the most wonderful thing you ever experienced, oh, it was so great, yeah, and you feel all good inside, that was God's gift to you. He kept giving you again. But if you come and sometimes it's a little strong and it's a little long and Father stepped on your toes a little bit and, oh, I don't think... And you made it through it and you were committed to it, that's your gift to Almighty God. You give back to Him. And the first thing we do is adore Him. You know... Think about your prayer life this last week, if you have one. That's a given, huh? How many times and how much time was spent on asking and how much time was spent on adoring? Did you spend more time adoring, thanking, worshiping, glorifying? Or did you spend more time in give me this and give me that? What was your prayer life with God, your daily prayer life? Just you all by yourself. When you went before the Lord, did you do him homage? And to do him homage is more than, and I hear me, I'm doing more than saying just thank you. You know, thank, I thank God every day for all the things he's given me. Oh, very nice. Adoration is coming before the throne of God. It's touching the throne of God and being humbled before him. Oh, Lord, you are so good and so almighty. And knowing who you are, I am just a creature, God. It's, a, it's like laying on your face and there is the throne of God and you're just kind of reaching up and touching that throne and saying, oh God, you are so holy, so good. Have you experienced that in your prayer? That is adoration. That is doing God homage. That is worshiping him, coming before him, prostrating yourself, falling on your face, reaching up and saying, you are so good and so holy. And once you get that relationship established, where you are, then you can say, You who are so good and so holy, and you love me. And then when you and I fall on our faces, who picks us up? God, he says, come here. And he lifts us up. If you and I come before God like the Pharisee did, remember the Pharisee and the publican? The Pharisee come before God and he's standing there, I thank you, Lord, that I'm not like the rest of men. I go to church every day. I tithe. I uh, go to Bread of Life Parish because it's an hour and a half. Look at me, almighty God. <laughs> and then this other guy comes walking in because he's been a pretty big sinner throughout his life. And he just comes crawling on his hands and knees and says, God, you got to have mercy on me, a sinner. You are so good. I am nothing. You are everything. I am nothing. And God says, you standing, get out of here. You, come here. And he lifts up the person. So when we come before God, we've got to come before him humbly. In adoration. Lord, you are everything, I am nothing. That's the first part. The second part, it's if we look at the gospel today, we see that these people, whether they were kings, wise men, astrologers, were wealthy. In fact, where the first place did they go to when they were looking for the newborn king? They went to what? The King Herod. They went to a palace and he wasn't there. And that's very important. Then they went to a small Place And again, don't think, you know, as we sit here and look at this, you know, we see the stable and the three kings coming. This could have happened as much as a year or two later after Christmas. But they went to a small, poor place, and they saw this young woman, about 15 years old, and this little baby in swaddling clothes, and they did him homage. The God of the universe became poor. And where we're going to find God is in the poor. That we as people, when we come to adore God and worship Him and glorify Him, it will not become real unless we give something to the poor around us. When they came and they did homage to Almighty God, they then gave Him from their wealth to make this lowly one wealthy. So, too, in our life, God has blessed us with so many things. And if we're going to come to adore and worship the Lord, we must take those treasuries that he has given us and give them to the less fortunate. By definition, I don't care if you pray every day. I don't care if you speak in tongues. I don't care if you have prophecy. I don't care if you used all the charismatic gifts. Have you done anything for the poor? And that's what God will get you on the last day on judgment, won't he? Matthew chapter 25. Again, if you don't have it, underline you better because this is the last judgment that Quinn, you know, and it doesn't say, oh, I spoke in tongues. Woo-hoo! Oh, I had prophecy. <laughs> Did you take care of the poor? Matthew chapter 25. And again, the final test, chapter 25, verse 31 and following. When the son of man comes in glory, he will sit and all people will be assembled before him. Then you go to 35 or 34, verse 34. Come, you have my father's blessing. Inherit the kingdom prepared from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you know it. Then he'll say to the other ones, get out of my sight. Why, Lord? Because I was hungry and you did give me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. And they're going to say, when, Lord? And he'll say, whatever you did to the least of these brothers and sisters, the least. You did unto me. So as we come this Epiphany to give God our homage, he says, Make sure you recognize where I am. The kings were wise men, they recognized that I was amongst the poor. If you are a wise person, after you do me homage, you will give me the gift. And the way we can give God our gifts is, notice, it wasn't just the gift of our heart. That's what they did, and that's what we do at Mass on Sunday. We give him our worship, we give him our life, we give him all that we are. But then we prove that gift by going out and now taking the material things he has blessed us with, and we give them to do God homage and give him the gift of ourselves, and to carry out that gift sacramentally, if you will, by taking care of the poor around us. The two things I want you to reflect on today. When you pray, do you really give God homage? Do you really spend time in adoration? Do you touch the throne of God? And does your prayer become real by taking the gifts that God has given you, even if they're little, even if you only get a dollar a week, Father, I only get a buck a week while giving 10 cents to somebody else. Do you make what your prayer is real by giving away to the poor? Those are the things we'll be judged on on Judgment Day. And those are the things we've got to work on every day of our life. You got it? You get it? Good. May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen.